What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I am joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own, Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, we appreciate you all so much for listening to us on whatever platform that may be. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom show, Tyler and I will talk about Damian Lillard's slow start to the season, as well as how players are adjusting to the new Wilson basketball being used this season during NBA 3 in the Key. We'll also catch up on what's been going on with the Lakers during the Lake Show lowdown. All this and more on episode 219 of the TSK Show, coming up right now. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 219 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Joining me as always, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. What's up, TP? How are you, man, since we last recorded about five minutes ago? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. I got my tea going. Yes. It's not too bad out here. Yes, you're you're living the dream over here. Nah, hey, yeah, no complaints. <laughs> we uh we I'm in a warm I'm in a warm room. Yes. We got the studio. Once again, we are recording two episodes in one week. We didn't always have the studio. No, we didn't always have the studio. It used to be uh, your bedroom. So it's, for for, yeah, it's for a period good. of time. I got it. I got tea just on tap. Yes. We got all the amenities here. All the all the amenities. I, mean, I love amenities. <laughs> but all right, like I said, this is our second episode of the night. Obviously, uh, we just got done with our football episode. If you missed that, please go back and check out episode 218 where we preview week nine in the NFL. Uh, tonight here on episode 219, we got some NBA hoops to talk about. But before we do that, I got to let you know that this episode of the Sports Kingdom show is sponsored by J Diamond Estates. For all of your real estate needs, whether you're buying, selling, or looking to rent here in the Los Angeles area, contact Jacob Diamond at 818-451-8539. Or you can check out his website, jdiamondestates.com, DRE number 020-68311. Come on, you're getting paid. Ask something. Three seconds at midcourt. Final seconds. Did I miss anything while I was gone? Last week, we talked about the first week and a half of the NBA season, and we made some predictions on who we thought were going to win the awards and be in the NBA Finals and all of that. 
But this week, Tyler, it is the return of our NBA 3 in the key segment. We got three headlines from around the NBA that we will discuss. And then, uh, of course, we will talk about the Lakers during the Lake Show Lowdown. But first, the first subject of the NBA 3 in the key segment is Damian Lillard's slow start to the season and really the Blazers' slow start to the season. The Blazers, they're 3-5 and five to start the year. They lost earlier tonight to the Cleveland Cavaliers by three. Damian Lillard coming into tonight's game was averaging a career-low 18.4 points per game, four rebounds a game, and 8.6 assists per game to start the year. He's shooting 34.9% from the field and an abysmal 23.1% from three as opposed to his 43.8 career field goal percentage and his 37.3 career three-point percentage. Um, he had 26, reba- uh, 26 points, three rebounds, and eight assists tonight. He was 10 of 27 from the field, which is good for, uh, I believe, forty about 40% from the field. But he was 3 of 12 from three, which is, I believe, 25%. So uh, still not shooting well from the outside. He maintains, Tyler, that he's committed to the Blazers and thinks this opportunity that the Blazers uh, or that he has with the Blazers getting off to a slow start is a chance to show his true character. Uh, there was an article that came out today written by Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports that detailed a meeting between Damian Lillard, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis this offseason over the summer at LeBron James's house in Los Angeles where Damian Lillard basically told them that he just couldn't see himself playing for a super team. And the article also revealed that Damian Lillard plans to live in Oregon after his playing career is over. So he he's clearly committed to Portland, but it also it also said in the article that he he wants to win a title. And and I just I don't think this Blazers team has enough to compete for a championship right now especially in the western conference and dame's greatness deserves to be on a championship contending team yeah so i just i don't i don't understand i i appreciate damian lillard's stance it's probably on conflicted i mean it's probably oh i i can't imagine what's going on in his head right now and and the decisions that he has to make but it's just like i i if he really wants to win I understand and appreciate the want to win in Portland and to do it for the city that drafted you and where you've spent your entire career, but I just don't feel like Portland has given him the same that he's given Portland. Yeah, I mean, they've tried. I mean, they've it, tried. It, they've no, tried. It, I know. It's not, there's not a lot you can do. You're not going to get huge signings. You've got to be crafty in trades. You've got to hit on draft picks, which I think they've done a little bit of both. Um, it's it's been tough. They've they've had good teams. It's it's just like you said in Portland, it's really tough to build a champion. I mean, that early two thousands, um, Rasheed Wallace kind of jail blazer, yeah, like right before the jail blazers. I mean, they that that team they they were deep. I mean, they had like ten good basketball players. Where you know it's it's either got to be something like that. Or, or you've got to, you know, you've literally got to trade CJ McCollum, draft picks, and whoever else you got to try to just get another big gun, you know, and just try to pair them with another big gun. 
But, it, you know, that's easier said than done. Well, the Ben Simmons swap comes to mind, but you could really say that you could swap Ben Simmons for either C.J. McCollum or Damian Lillard on the Portland Trailblazers, depending on what route Portland would want to go. I mean, if I was the Sixers and I was offered C.J. McCollum, I would be stoked. I would do that deal yesterday if I was the yeah, Sixers yeah, in this current situation. The, the Blazers are trying to to do that right now. No, I don't think the Blazers are either. And and I mean, listen, like I said, I respect the fact that Damian Lillard remains committed to Portland, and obviously Portland wants to remain committed to Damian Lillard because that's their franchise. They're like too good to get really good draft picks, and they're not good enough to get like. The bigot, you know, right? They need, they need a stud. I mean, they need someone, you know, to come to come play with him and to want to play with him, right? But what do you make of Damian Lillard's slow start? It, it's a little. I mean, it's it's a little weird, but I can't. I can't. Uh, I, I've lost nothing about you know my confidence in Damian Lillard. I know he's going to pick it up. I know that they're going to be all right. They had a good, they had, they had a tough stretch of games. Um, their first, like you know, the the first stretch of games was pretty tough. A lot of good basketball teams. Um, I mean, they they played the Warriors, they played the Suns, played the Warriors twice, they played the Suns twice, they played the Clippers twice, uh, they played the Hornets, they played the Grizzlies, they play the Lakers this coming um, Saturday. So they, I already know Dame's going they, for fifty in that game. They've had they've had some tough games. So I I look for for Lillard to bounce back and play well and that that turned into them getting wins and ultimately them being a playoff team. Yeah, I mean it's they they have a a good team but it's it's just I it's not a championship team. No, it's not. And ultimately that's that's what you play for and that's what Damian Lillard wants, but it's Yeah, they I, they, I, I they, don't know tr- they truly would need, you know, uh they would need a number one forward to just add to this team, not lose anybody, not lose anybody. Like you need everything that you still got. And like, even if they had KD or Kawhi or Paul George, you know, I still don't know if that's like enough, you know, they'd be there. If they have KD, they'd be right there, but it still wouldn't be a, a done, a done deal. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting to see, to see the way this, this is all, gone because i mean you want to see a player like damian lillard competing on the biggest stage like i've said it but if they were able to get ben simmons and not lose cj or dame i think that that would be really really close they'd be really really right there but there's no way that happens because philly's not going to take anything less than that i think but and and realistically daryl morey might be thinking like the only way portland's getting ben simmons is if I get both C.J. McCollum and Ben Simmons the way, or C.J. McCollum yeah, and Damian yeah, Lillard yeah. the way Daryl Morey has been hoarding Ben Simmons away. Yeah. Smart. So, I don't know. It's it's definitely going to be something to to keep an eye on uh, this season. I I think, like you said, Tyler. Obviously, Damian Lillard does resort back to his mean because because obviously, eighteen point four points per game to start the season that's that's a career low that's yeah that's not gonna happen yeah i i think he he finds he finds his way as the season progresses now the next topic is about someone who has yet to make their debut this season the pelicans they are one in seven to start the year and it was reported yesterday by mark stein of the new york times that the pelicans don't know when zion is going to return to action 
as he is still rehabbing from a fracture in his right foot. There was a video of him that came out a few days ago. I don't know if you saw it, Tyler, of him doing defensive slides before a Pelicans game. And to me and a lot of other people on the internet, Zion Williamson looked ready to play offensive tackle for the New Orleans Saints and not power forward for the New Orleans Pelicans. He'd be such a dope tackle. (laughs) He would be, but, I mean, he looked big. Yeah, I mean – it makes sense to me only in the sense that, like, you know, his his foot was hurt, so his movement has been limited. Very limited. And he is built like that. Yeah. So it's there like, was unless already he, weight unless, concerns. I mean, he was, yeah, there was weight concerns when he was playing basketball hour, four or five hours every single day. You know what I mean? Even in high school. Right. When he was a kid running around all day long, playing in open gyms all night, he still had weight. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot. For him to manage his weight his whole entire life and then again like we just talked about derrick henry foot injuries on these big and strong people it's tough to get it's tough to get those feet to to heal right and to heal strong enough those bones are so strong or so small and delicate you know it can it can really fuck with a player for a long time well and not just big and strong how explosive a player like Zion Derek. Williamson or Derrick Henry are. Yeah, I mean, this is 6'6", 280 we're talking about. Yeah. So it's Well, like, Zion might be like 3'10 right now. Yeah, so, I mean, you can't rush him back. The foot's got to heal, and then he's got to get in shape. Yeah. That's, you know? And that's a long time. That takes a lot of work. So um, the, the Pelicans completely fucking drop this whole era. Uh, I mean, well, so here's my conspiracy theory, like, yes, Tyler. Zion hasn't Zion hasn't played a ton, but this team this team's chance was last season. Last year was their chance to like be a good. They should have made the playoffs last year. They should have kept Lonzo with with Bi and Zion and Stephen Adams. They had a good thing going, you know. Um, they just completely mishandled that team last year, and now it's just a mess. Now they're now they're a bad basketball team. So here's my conspiracy theory, and I know you love conspiracy theories, Tyler. I think Zion's self-sabotaging himself to get out of New Orleans as quickly as possible because he sees how dysfunctional the franchise is and how bad the front office is. Yeah, there could be a there could be a level of that in this, you know, but I don't know. That's just always hard for me to accept that. Yeah, pro, like I said, conspiracy theory. That but. a pro athlete would would tank. I really think that. I mean. It could be he's not as motivated as if he was playing for, you know, the Lakers or the the Knicks, you know, like maybe he'd be more motivated to get better faster. Uh, But I don't know if he's necessarily self-sabotaging. He needs to get on the court and play. Yeah. Um, But I really think the weight thing comes from the nature of the injury and and his body type and just not being able to move – with any sort of intensity with a broken foot. Yeah. And, definitely. And, the, and like, he's not going to, it would be so hard for him to eat in a way for him not to like, keep like keep gaining weight without moving. Right. Now, what is interesting though, Tyler, I think it's pretty safe to say though, with what we've seen since John Morant and Zion Williamson have come into the league. I think it's safe to say that if we were to redo that draft, John Morant would go number one overall. Maybe though, I, I mean Zion still has the potential to be like the the guy in the league. Um, he's just such an electrifying talent, and and everybody loves him. 
John Morant is a great basketball player. He's had a better start. He's played way more basketball. Uh, but Zion's potential is un unmatched almost in the league. I mean, there really is a very, I mean, I think it's Zion, Luka, Giannis. These are guys that could be the face of the NBA someday. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, if Zion I think gets Zion, back to where he I was think Zion in college. would still go number one. Even, like, obviously, if you knew he was only going to play X amount of games, like, you, you're never going to want to draft an injured guy. But if you thought that you got through that period and then you had him, similar to, like, Embiid. Yeah. You know, I see him more going that route than, like, it not working Potentially, out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I I think Embiid could honestly end up being a pretty good comparison for Zion if things go, uh, like, go Take well. it slow, yeah, take it slow. I mean, he played in 61 out of 70 games last year. Yeah. So it's like he 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 had an unfortunate rookie season, played 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 his second season, played well statistically. I mean No, he played very well he, last he year. He averaged twenty seven points a game last year. No, what Zion was doing last year was insane. Uh, but, um, it, the, but but the he's Pelicans not, but he aren't needs, the same team as last year. And he and and they were bad. So it's like they they just can't the Pelicans and Zion haven't been on the same same step. Um, where he's good, they're good, and and I don't see it really coming. He's it's going to be a long time until he plays in, in game shape. I think. Yeah, and that's only going to mean bad things for the Pelicans because without Zion, no, that's they who they're building around, and no, it's they crazy. Look, they look horrible, and look, and it's crazy because they have a player like Brandon Ingram who they also could maybe build around, but they're bu deciding to build around Zion, and Zion's not on the floor. Yeah, and and I mean even Brandon Ingram's missed a couple games out of their eight games, so yeah, it's not looking good. They're throwing out pretty suspect lineups. Free Zion Williamson, free Brandon Ingram, free Josh Hart. Brandon Ingram can do whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tyler. One more topic for NBA three in the key: uh, the new Wilson ball. For the first time in thirty-seven years. The NBA is playing with a ball that is not made by Spalding. The NBA is now partners with Wilson, and there's already been some talk about how players are still getting used to the new basketball. Uh, after Monday night's game against the Thunder, uh, Clippers forward Paul George said, quote, not to make an excuse or anything, it's just a different basketball. It doesn't have the same touch or softness as the Spalding ball had. You'll see this year. There's going to be a lot of bad misses. Before the Clippers and Thunder game even tipped off, Sports Illustrated's uh, he's uh, Chris Mannix, he's a reporter for Sports Illustrated, a reporter and a writer, uh, he tweeted Monday night that C.J. McCollum, the president of the National Basketball Players Association, suggested players are still adjusting to the new Wilson basketball, uh, says, he, uh, says he will discuss it with players this week to, quote, get feedback. So heading into yesterday, heading into Tuesday night's game, uh, Tuesday night's games, uh, the league as a whole was shooting 44.6% from the field and 34.2% from three, which are both the lowest percentages for both stats through this point of the season in the last four years. So do, do you think this is something or nothing? I think it's nothing. I think it's an adjustment. Okay. I think it's an adjustment period. It, it's different. I mean, these guys use this, use these basketballs their entire lives, basically forever. Yeah, so it's it's still a basketball. Uh, so, but it's different. It is different. And and 
once you use one thing for so long and then you switch it up, even if they're, you know, very, very similar, even the littlest differences are going to throw you off. So, it, you know, I don't think it's necessarily, is this going to be some historically bad shooting here? I don't think so. Um, is it going to be something that's brought up? Sure, because it's year one. but And it's going to be something to talk about. By the end of the year, it will be nothing. You know, they'll be used to this ball. Yeah, and I think what's interesting and what's something. Or I think, they'll switch it back. Th okay, that's exactly what I was going to get to. Yeah. I remember in 2006 when. Synthetic ball. Right. Spalding changed the material that they made the basketball with. They made it, they used some sort of synthetic material. They tried it out for a season and the players hated it. And it was like the, the numbers were showing it, everything. The, the players were complaining about it in public everything i remember all of it and the nba switched back to the old ball so now with the nba being partners with wilson i think it's going to be interesting to monitor if the nba decides to break this partnership if enough players complain and the evidence is overwhelming that they should switch back to the ball i think with a partnership you'd be more likely to get a different ball in there Right, try do different technology at a different first. Wilson, yeah, you know, but I think that it, it, I just don't think that this will be a story for in in a short amount of time. Yeah, it's. It, I think it was just something interesting with it being the first year and first few weeks of the season. Players are talking about it because they are noticing differences. Um, it's, I don't know, and and I mean, listen, Spalding has been the the official NBA ball for as long as I can. Remember my entire life. This is the first time in thirty-seven years. I'm only twenty-seven, so yep. like, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's it's definitely going to be there. Like I said, I think there's definitely going to be an adjustment period, but it, it won't be anything that lingers um, too long. All right, so that's it for NBA three in the key. Let's now move on to the Lake Show lowdown. Tyler, the Lakers, they are five and three. They're coming off a two point win over the Houston Rockets. LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook combined for 84 of the Lakers' 119 points. They played the Houston Rockets two times in three days. They played Sunday and yesterday. Both games, the Lakers won, but the Rockets competed well against them. And obviously, we know what happened in the game against the Thunder where they led by 26 and they ended up losing. Uh, they beat the Cavs in between the Thunder and the, the two-game set against the, the Rockets. Uh, but the Cavs also competed well against the Lakers. And the Cavs themselves have really been, a, I think, a pleasant surprise in the NBA with how they've competed and uh, how some of their players are doing. And like guys like Evan Mobley, Colin Sexton, uh, some of the lineups that they're putting out using three bigs with uh, Evan Mobley, Larry Markinen, and Jared Allen, that's been wild to watch. Yep. Yeah. Um, but back to the remember Lakers. I said uh, that I thought they were like the yeah, borderline playoff team. Yeah, they've got enough big guys and guards. Yeah, but anyway, the Lakers they're on a three game win streak, and like I said, they're currently five and three on the season. Uh, but from what I saw in this stretch of four games against the Thunder, the Cavs, and then two against the Rockets, is they let inferior teams stick around when they could have really kept their foot on the gas and really ran away with it to make some statements in those games and and really show the league what this team can be when they're at full force. And 
I mean, I know I'm probably overanalyzing this because they're on a three-game win streak, but this is the Lakers, and there's a lot of microscopes on them this year because of the moves that they made and the standards that the franchise sets. Um, But I just I don't think this team has been performing up to those standards that they set for themselves, and I think partially that's due to the injuries that have been sustained to specific personnel but I also think that's partially due to effort. I think a lot of the team's defensive miscues this season are effort-based, and I just I don't think that while they may have been able to get away with wins against teams like the Cavs, the Rockets, and I mean, I know they lost to the Thunder, but they were up 26 points in that game at one point, and they got away with a lot, and unfortunately they took their foot off the gas, but I don't think they're going to be able to get away with playing like this against top contenders in the league, so... I, I know, like I said, I'm probably overanalyzing it because they're on a three-game win streak and they're still dealing with a bunch of injuries, but this team expects a lot yeah, this I year. Mean, so. I wouldn't even necessarily put it all on injuries. It's just there's like four guys from last year's team on this team. Three guys. None, none of these guys know each other. They don't know, you know, this is going to be the theme of the, the early part of the season is them just figuring it out. We talked about it all last year, too, because yeah. it was essentially the same deal uh, we talked about it with the Buccaneers last year, too. Um, just on a week-to-week basis, this team is going to constantly change and find themselves, figure out rotations, uh, figure out roles, um, all all that kind of stuff. So it's it's more just so early on in this process. Uh, this team is not someone that's played together. The Lakers, you know, they put together these teams every single offseason. Um, this is what – this is kind of the bad part about doing that, whereas, like, you know, Utah knows what the fuck's going on. You know, every single buddy, everybody knows their role. Everybody knows their minutes. They know the rotation. They know, you know, all all the X's and O's, um, the situational basketball, what their coach expects, you know, all that kind of stuff. Lakers don't have any of it. You right. Know? So uh, they have an immense amount of talent, so they're going to win games in the process of learning. But it, it is there is a learning process. Well, right, exactly. They they were able to to win that game last night because of their talent. But it's like Houston last night they played a very good game. Played better, yeah, and they yeah. played much better than the Sunday game yeah. against against the Lakers, who had just come off the the loss yeah, to the Thunder. And the Lakers, I mean, they shouldn't. Those those kind of teams shouldn't be hanging around them. Yeah, and I mean, I think what they're going to get everybody's best effort every night. Exactly. You, know, you gotta, you've gotta just kind of sharpen this edge as soon as you can. And and really, I think what what I learned from last night's game and is this this team is they're gonna have to figure out a way to win each game each night individually. They like and as as cliche as it sounds, they really are gonna have to take it one step at a time because each game is gonna have to be a building block on the next game to oh, try yeah, and get to where they want to be and because they're still clearly working on things yeah. with guys like Ariza, THT, Nunn, and Ellington all still being out. It's like – And that's how it was last year, you know? Yeah. And very similar to, like I said, I compared it a lot to the Buccaneers of last year. It's like, man, they brought in all this talent, you know, they brought in Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, a Tom Brady. It's like – and they already had a Ronald Jones. They already had a Mike Evans – and they brought in a Gronk. It's like, that's a lot, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it takes some time. You're not just – but but the end product is there. Yeah. Now, I but mean – Every single week, you know, it is 
it is, of course, that's what you always say is you're just playing the next opponent. But with these super teams that kind of come together that, you know, truly every game means a lot as far as camaraderie um, and and chemistry and, and all that. Right. Right. So, like, their next six games are against the Thunder tomorrow or today if you're listening on Thursday. Uh, then they're at Portland on Saturday. Then they're home against Charlotte, Miami, Minnesota, and the Spurs. As that's the first four games of a five-game homestand, and then they hit the road for five games. So, I mean, I think it's I think all of those games are pretty winnable. Miami's probably the toughest out of those next five. They're just gonna lose some games they shouldn't, you know, for sure. And, and a they lot, lost of, you know, to the Thunder, there, dude. There's gonna be there's gonna be nights where you know Vogel needs to see some lineups play. And they could be playing bad, but you got to let it play out. You got to see, all right, I need to see this lineup on the court together for five, six minutes, no matter what happens. Like, well, I need and we've to seen see, that. Al- I need to see what I've got. We've seen that already with him already making the switch to Anthony Davis starting at the five a couple of games. And the Lakers have been much better with Anthony Davis at the five. Well, of course. We always, we always knew that. Everyone always knew that they were a better basketball team. Um, with Anthony Davis at the five, it's just it is a risky play. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a risky play. It's it's not what he wants to do, and I mean, obviously, you have to think about the wear and tear on his body that that type of assignment takes. Yeah, you're you're guarding a lot of different type of guys. Yeah, so I mean, another thing that I'm really surprised or pleasantly surprised about is Carmelo Anthony, the way he's been playing. I mean, at least at home, no, he's been everybody. incredible. Um, yeah, this is a this is such a, a a dream fit for him. Oh, and I mean, it just every time I see him and LeBron out there on the court together, it's just like, how did yeah. this not happen sooner? Yeah, well, no, I mean they they both wanted to get it done, but it, it it's it's fun to watch. Finally, um, I I've uh, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Yeah. So I mean, listen. Like I said, the and Carmelo's thriving. He's doing. He's he's playing well. He's he's only going to play better. He's a guy that's going to find a role, and and know where his shots are coming and all that. Yeah, and I he's mean, listen, be wide open all year. Exactly. And if he's hitting the shots at the rate that he's hitting at, yep. if he can just play he's decent a, defense, he's a he's a perfect complement to Russell and LeBron. Yeah, it's it's definitely been fun to watch. And Russell, he's looked amazing. Uh, I think over the last couple of games, I know um, obviously you take the good with the bad with him, but I think he's shown a lot more good lately than than bad over the last few games, and he's really starting to find his stride with this team. So it's, I mean, the the Lakers they have been a roller coaster They're to start fine, the man. year. Yeah, they've but, got a lot of good things, um, and and you know just getting information is is a good step for the Lakers. They just need to see what they got. Yeah. So, all right, uh, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, I'm good. All right, I got I to gotta shout out the Atlanta Braves for winning the World Series in six games over the Houston Asterix. Without their best players. It, uh, yeah, I mean, arguably, Ronald Acuna, yeah, like, he's a top five baseball player in the league. Yeah, yeah, just such a weird year for them to to get it done. Yeah, my Little League teammate, Max Freed, was the winning pitcher of game six. He threw six scoreless innings, striking out six, and only gave up four hits. He is the first pitcher ever to have thrown six or more innings and not walk anyone or allow any runs 
in a potential World Series clinching game. He lost game two of the series in Houston, and the Braves got rocked. They lost that game like seven to two. And he he started that game, and obviously Atlanta had started out winning the series in, in winning the first game of the series in game one to, to shock the world in Houston to go up 1-0, and then he loses game two, but he got his redemption in game six. The Braves won seven to nothing in convincing fashion. And with the Houston Asterix losing, America wins. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that organization is, is full of frauds and they will forever be cursed. <laughs> so congrats to the Atlanta Braves. What a year they had from losing Ronald Acuna Jr. for the year to all the trades that they made uh, at the trade deadline to get them over the top. And I mean, it's congrats to Jock Peterson back-to-back world series for him hey he's got to drop the pearl necklace though that ain't <laughs> that ain't it my boy you don't like it not on him oh it's not, no that that ain't it <laughs> that ain't it but anyway it's it's a well-deserved well-earned world series he's championship a, a pearl necklace I mean I don't know I don't know about all that I've seen a lot of swaggy shit in baseball before but that ain't it <laughs> he was trying something different man no, which is cool. I you tried it; it didn't work out. <laughs> we'll, we'll get hey, they, they won the World Series. Yeah, that's true. So sell them, sell them. never rock them again. <laughs> Retire them, have them go out on top. Yeah, I mean, he's an Atlanta Brave. He could sell that shit for a lot. Now he's a free agent now. Yeah, but I mean, he wanted as an Atlanta Brave. Like, send it to the Hall. That's what I mean. Yeah, that'd be dope. But all right, it. Like I said, it was a it was a well deserved, well earned World Series championship for the city of Atlanta and the Braves organization. Yep. Anytime the city, no, the Braves are dope. I mean, uh, Atlanta is a great sports city. So, uh, oh yeah, and they're they're Atlanta is just never like in the mix of like the the hated teams. You know, they're never like we fucking. You know, yeah. It's just like they're not they're not part of the East West. They're not part of the. You feel bad for the Falcons because of the twenty eight to three. There's not. There's not. There's none of like the LA, New York, or LA, or like Boston, New York. You know, like there, it's not an East Coast, right, West right, right. Coast. It's a South. It's like it's, it's down South. Thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so they just kind of stay out of all controversy. You know, they're not Texas. They're not Florida. It's just like, <laughs> which, which, which I mean, has like, yeah, you know, definitely. people people got their, their definitely. angst against them. It's like, yep. Atlanta's just such a likable sports city. Trey Young's pretty cool. I love the, I love the Hawks. I've always, I've always admired the Falcons until, until Vic left and and the Braves were I mean the Braves were one of the dopest teams of my childhood. Yeah, I mean they were winning I mean, their division t- every year in the nineties. Like they were top three franchise, I would say, you know, in the late nineties. First world first 2000s. World Series win since nineteen ninety five. Twenty six right. years. Yep, and that was a dope one. So all right, with that, that wraps up episode two hundred and nineteen of the TSK show. For Tyler Pachoki, I'm Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Sports Kingdom show. Peace. Oh, wait. Real quick editing note. We are not going to be recording next week. I'm going on vacation, but we will be back the week after that. 
So yeah, stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK show. Peace.